a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you on a Friday. I am Boyd Matheson. And we know some of the true heroes and heroines uh, of the past year uh, have been our nurses uh, who have been there on the front line uh, just in extraordinary challenging situations. And uh, they've proven over and over and over uh, why they are heroes and heroines. And uh, this week, of course, is uh, an opportunity to appreciate those nurses and what they do and how they do it and how that gets done. And so we're really pleased to have on the line with us Dr. Liz Close, who is the executive director of the Utah Nurses Association. Dr. Close, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, so tell us, uh, this is uh, you're part of this uh, 105-year-old nonprofit organization, uh, nearly 40,000 yes. registered nurses in the state of Utah. Yes, um, we actually represent the interests of all those uh, registered nurses, and we're a voluntary membership-based professional nonprofit organization that's dedicated to the to advocacy for the nursing profession and health of, of Utahns. And we're a state constituent uh, member of the American Nurses Association, which represents the 4.2 million nurses in the United States. Wow. And it, uh, it, it is time to, to say thanks, uh, to say the least. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, well, as, as you've looked, as you, as you get a little bit in the rearview mirror, I don't uh, think nurses ever let their guard down uh, because they're always watching for what's next and, and what needs to be done next. We, we call this good staffing at my house, but nurses have an incredible ability to anticipate uh, needs and what's next, and they provide that service. And that's exhausting. Um, and I think, uh, I know you're doing something uh, coming up here on May 14th, uh, healing the healers. Uh, that's something I always worry about, you know, who, who, who leads the leaders and who heals the healers? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, um, the pandemic has brought unprecedented challenges to nurses and the nursing profession across all settings from acute care to public health as health and school nursing and nursing education and administration. So, Daily challenges uh, for us that already existed were greatly amplified mm. by the last 14 months worldwide in the U.S. and certainly in Utah. Um, so stepping up to address ongoing needs of our colleagues across the state, the Utah Nurses Association and our philanthropic arm, the uh, Utah Nurses Foundation, have collaborated in statewide efforts to celebrate and honor Utah nurses during the uh, Nurses uh, Week 2021, which is May 6th through 12th, and also Nurses Month, which is um, 
was added actually last year prior to the pandemic, and we didn't really get to celebrate in May <laughs> in the pandemic. And last year was also designated by the World Health Organization as uh, the International Year of the Nurse and mid- Nurse Midwife, and we certainly didn't have time to celebrate that. So they, everybody has extended that for a year. So we're now in, in uh, full force of uh, celebrating, hoping to see um, the pandemic under control and um, us getting back to, to a little bit more business as usual. So I think uh, one of the things that, that we decided to do is um, uh, the association and the foundation decided to co-sponsor a virtual conference just for Utah nurses and um, and really to honor the extraordinary commitment of our nurses throughout the pandemic. And we're doing that on Friday, May 14th. Um, it's a virtual program, so we've got uh, nurses registered from all over the state. We are featuring uh, fantastic speakers, Dr. Michael Olpin from Weaver State University, who is an international expert in stress management and um, stress reduction. Dr. Perry G from the Intermountain Healthcare, who is an expert in resilience and uh, developing resilience. And Robin Williamson from HCA, who is um, an expert on something called trauma-informed care. And so what we'll be doing is we'll be doing presentations and um, question and answer, and then we'll have discussion time so that all of the people participating um, can be involved in and get their questions answered. And I want to say one thing that's really important is that um, a lot of times the people think it's the nurse's own individual responsibility, and sometimes nurses think this too, to um, tough it out. And that's been a, a you know a, a culture that sort of we we were brought up in. I've been a nurse for forty six years, and you know we initially years ago were you know pretty much told that we were responsible for our own well-being. Yeah. And that's true. We're partially responsible for it, but we are also the community, our our legislature, our um, organizations that employ us are also responsible. So we look at this as a multi-pronged effort to um, support everybody in trying to recognize first and foremost that we we have suffered enormous trauma yeah. over the last year on top of already stressful, uh, inherently stressful jobs that we have. So we're trying to make this a a broad approach and provide as much help as we can for our colleagues. So, so important. And I'm so glad that you raised this last point. That uh, I know there are so many uh, that have just been so weary uh, going through the last 14 months and, again, wanting to, to buck up and, and do their part and not let anyone else down, uh, that a lot of times uh, there are many nurses who have uh, shouldered uh, more than they should. Uh, and while you, you are correct in saying, yes, everyone does have to be responsible for their part, uh, and we hope that every nurse uh, can have the kind of courageous vulnerability uh, to say, hey, I do need some help or I do need some extra assistance and uh, know that they are not alone in this. They have a community that is inspired um, 
and awed by these extraordinary workers and the the things that they have done and achieved over the past 14 months. Uh, but we especially want them to know that they are not alone, that there are resources. Uh, there is ways to make sure that resilience stays strong because we need you all uh, for the long haul. Indeed. Indeed. And we appreciate that. And we appreciate the community's efforts. You know, in, um, I live in Park City and I am, you know, daily see everyone with their masks on and honoring the fact that, yes, we're getting our vaccinations out and we, we really encourage you know, the vaccination to help prevent further spread of, of COVID-19 and to prevent serious uh, hospitalizations. And that's one way that also that you can help nurses is yeah. that if we don't have high hospitalization rates, then we don't have a lot of this, you know, continuing stress on the nurses. But to prevent that, right. it, it's not the nurses that can prevent it. It's the community that can prevent it by doing the things that need to be done to, to you know, stomp out this pandemic. Yeah. And, um, so we really appreciate when we when we see people, you know, we appreciate that people will say that nurses, we should honor nurses and that we're heroes. But um, the heroics really can come from each individual Utah That's to right. help us out by preventing this and, and encouraging others That's and right. supporting others. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Liz Close, uh, Executive Director of the Utah Nurses Association. Thanks for, so much for jumping on. Uh, and again, as we honor uh, both Nurses Week, Nurses Month, and the Year of the Nurse, which we didn't really get to celebrate because you all were too busy proving why we should be celebrating nurses. We appreciate your efforts, and uh, thanks for stopping in today. Thank you for having me. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. You don't want to miss what's next. Sit in your car, turn up your speakers. Kevin Eubank is going to join us next. We're going to talk about the passion of pursuit coming up next on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.